Welcome to Original Mind Zen Sangha. Today's Dharma talk is given by Andre Taysan Hallow. Tonight's talk is going to be called Dance on the Lines. Um, and the title derives from the experience that I had when I, I think we all can relate to. I was walking and my steps were uh, coinciding with the tiles at, at work uh, in the hallway, I work in a school. And so as I'm walking, I noticed that the majority of my footsteps were falling on the actual tiles and not on the lines. So, you know, little kids like to play those games where they don't, you don't step on the, the cracks or the lines. And I thought it was such an apt metaphor for how we view our lives oftentimes. Uh, there's a certain way to live it and that's staying inside of the little tiles. And there's the way that we uh, shouldn't live our lives. And so the, the, that would be, in the metaphor, stepping on the lines. And what our practice reveals to us is that everything, all the lines, all, the con all these conventions that we follow are all ideas. And some ideas are, are useful in certain contexts, and some of them aren't at all. Uh, we bombard ourselves with all of these ideas without even realizing it. And we take the bait into believing that uh, these ideas are actually representation of reality. And so maybe we'll have an extra piece of cheese or a donut, and we think, oh man, I'm such a I have no self-discipline whatsoever. I'm so weak. I'm so, and off we go on the story about ourselves, and we believe it. And what we've created there is this artificial latticework of concepts that we are dancing inside of. It's a mental grid of reality, and we need a we need a grid of some sort in order to navigate the world. Uh, police officer pulls you over and asks you your name. You don't say, "I'm not going to say." Taste <laughs> uh, on, because that's not on my my driver's license. I have to play that little um, social game for that moment, knowing full well, though, that it, it has no bearing. There is no uh, there is no person any more of a person called Andre than there is a one called Doshim or Taysan. Those are just abstractions, ro roles that I can play, and when I'm here. I, I play the role of the teacher or the monk or the priest or whatever it is that I have to teach or prep. But then when I'm at school, I'm the high school teacher and I'm not the Zen teacher anymore. I don't pontificate about Zen. I'm at home. I definitely don't pontificate about Zen because nobody wants to hear about it. Nobody's interested in Buddhism at home and that's fine. So part of it is, is adapting. Um, sometimes we don't step on those lines in life. Other times, though, when we look at it from a broader view, we realize that we have the freedom to stay within the tiles or step on the lines or dance around the lines. Now, that doesn't mean you can do 85 in the 35, right? <laughs> what the hell? These are all just conventions anyway. No, because that, that rule is there for a reason, and you're not only likely to get a ticket, but you could really harm yourself and other people. So even though, bearing in mind though, that that's a worthwhile and intelligent convention, it's a convention nonetheless. 
it's when we mistakenly view concepts as being real unto themselves, as having reality to them. That's when we get caught inside of confusion and delusion, and that's when we suffer. When we believe these thoughts that we have about ourselves or about other people, or believe other people's thoughts about us, or believe other people's thoughts about other people. We draw instant conclusions about people sometimes we've never even met, or maybe we've only met for a brief time, and we think that those mental representations are those people, and that's not who they are at all. Because people are infinitely complex. Situations are infinitely complex. We cannot capture somebody in a thought. Now, uh, we, can, we can, of course, use thoughts to help us navigate. Like, for instance, that person looks shady over there. Which one? The one with the gun. Okay? All right, by all means, stay away from the one with the gun then. That's a useful use of reasoning. Uh, however, when we truly fall into the trap, sorry, when we truly believe our thoughts are accurate representations, that can be, tr that can be a trap for us. We create this grid... And it's fine, so long as we know that it's a grid. There's nothing wrong with playing video games, provided you know that it's a video game. And you know that when you turn the video game off, you should be fully present with whatever it is that you're doing when you turn the video game off. And the same thing applies to walking within the lines. We can abide by those lines when we have to. So somebody says, oh, uh, give this check to the person three, do three doors down on the right. We're not going to say, we're not going to pull some sort of Zen game there and ask which way is left and which way is right. Because we should be able to navigate perfectly within what we would call the conventional. While, and here's the footnote, while fully realizing that we are completely free from those cracks, those tile marks, those demarcation lines. They don't bind us. They can inform us But if we look at every moment as an opportunity to, I wouldn't say, I don't like to say um, to awaken, but to every single, if we view every single moment as an opportunity to express awakening, then those lines, those fissures, those demarcation lines, those concepts, these emotions, these labels, all these things are just another facet of our experience. Just like you would when you're climbing a rocky crag in a, maybe a mountain. Uh, there's nothing wrong or right about, ter about this stone or that stone. They're just facets of the, of the mountain. Not, one is not good. One is not bad. They just are. And so our practice, I think, ultimately aims at uh, freeing us to dance inside the present moment. To recognize that every single moment every single experience is an expression of that including 
those moments that we would rather disregard, that we wish didn't exist, those moments of shame or, or guilt or maybe self-recrimination, any of those, those are all it as well. Do we have the presence of mind, though, to step back and to see them for what they are, just another manifestation of it? And it is that wordless primordial ground that's unfolding right here, right now. Zen is not about elusive experiences. It's about the concrete. The taste of water. The ache in your knee. The feel of the stick in your hand. The, the ache in your back. All these things are tangible. And that's where our practice is grounded in. Right here. Right now trying as best we can to say yes to every moment. Yes, this too. Yes, this too. Uh, all right, that too. So it's not so much freedom from emotions or from thoughts or from concepts. Rather, it's freedom within them to use them to see them for what they are, which is expressions of that infinite groundlessness right here, right now. This too is it. And if we can, if we can accept that, internalize that, and operate from that, that wisdom, then we're free to walk around the lines, step over the lines, or dance on them. That was Andre Tesan Hallow. Thank you for joining Original Mind Zen Sangha.